baby. You got to make love, not war. And uh, I know you love yourself some big dog ball talk with Matt Eichhorn and Jordan <laughs> Flegel. Uh, I mean, Jordan, it's been a crazy, crazy past couple hours uh, of mm-hmm. the NBA. Uh, you know, as we're recording this uh, Thursday night, uh, the Warriors and the Timberwolves are about to tip off here. Uh, the, the 76ers and Lakers just finished up a kind of a mediocre game. Uh, yep. Something we kind of expected with uh, without LeBron playing, which we're, we're going to get to. But uh, I mean, obviously, we're going to get into the All-Star starters announcements. And if you haven't watched our All-Star episode before you listen to this, yeah. pause it. Pause me right yeah, now. Yeah. Click. Bang. Don't don't hear Jordan. You got to listen to our All-Star special, Jordan. Like, what are people thinking if they haven't already listened to this? No, I know. Yeah, you got you got to go check it out. It's uh, it'll be good for a while, even though uh, you know they, they announced the starters today. We're we're about to get into it here. All of our picks for our bench, our wild card, uh, everyone else. We talk about that. What do we got to wait another week for that? The official announcement is that next week that they, uh, they I, I that believe, believe so. It should be. Hey, and shout out uh, Ben Simmons. He got two player votes. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you know, I I was just thinking. I was like, I was I'm surprised there wasn't some sort of organized group of like. Uh, internet trolls like really pushing the Ben Simmons fan vote. That would have been fucking hilarious if he got like you know he, he was up there in like the top ten, top five, pushing it, almost played. getting in. Oh played. yeah, he would. It's not in Philly; it's in Cleveland. He would have came. He would have played. He would have had a great time. Imagine he just dominates the game. You know, like <laughs> triple MVP. double. Yeah, MVP. It's five threes. Sits out the rest of the game. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, 100%. Go listen to our, our, our all-star talk. It's going to be current, still still here for a while. And uh, yeah, we I, I think we, I, I just tweeted it out, um, but I, I we, we were pretty close, uh, our picks, compared to the, the mm-hmm. actual starters there. Uh, we There was a few that we disagreed with, and we were off by, by one, both of us, out yep. west, because uh, Mr. Wiggins, it's your time. It's yeah. your time. Time, time is it's- now. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, let's get right into it. Uh, so, yes, both the East and West uh, all-star starting fives. It's going to officially be Team LeBron versus KD. Just feels yep. right. I mean, the yep. in, and especially in our lifetime, I mean, they've probably been the, the two big dogs uh, of the league. I mean, obviously, uh, RIP respects to Kobe uh, passing uh, his anniversary of his passing, uh, you know, just came oh, up. Yep. Uh, so, you know, yep, yesterday. Uh, our condolences to the, to the Bryant family. Uh, yes. But again, uh, you know, uh, LeBron, KD, uh, LeBron's going to pick all the free agents, as we already know, or yeah. uh, places <laughs> that, you know, could trade for him. Uh, yeah. And KD's just going to, you know, draft Harden and Kyrie if they, if they didn't make it. I mean, I hope Kyrie doesn't make it, but. No, no way, no happen. way. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, see. But uh, I mean, overall, yeah, I, I, you, you, you summed it up pretty well there. I mean, we, we were pretty fired with our picks. Uh, and, and to start it off, I mean, you know, I, I think this is the first thing we got to address because everybody's talking about it right now. Andrew yeah. Wiggins starting in the all-star <laughs> game. Um, his, his numbers, like they're not horrible. Uh, I mean, I definitely think he plays better than what the numbers say right now, uh, behind yeah. you know, Steph Curry and, you know, in a system where a lot, a lot of guys are getting touches, but, uh, I mean, I'm the biggest Wiggins fan out there. Uh, I, I don't think there's a ton of us out there that are like, you know what, like Wiggins is the man. Um, but even I, like, if you, like, I don't want to spoil where I have him slotted in. Uh, like, I think he should be an all-star. Uh, yeah. But a starter is way too far. I like, <laughs> that's not, like, he, I don't know who, like, like I know that he probably won the, uh, he, he probably won the, the, the fan vote. Uh, as the number three yeah, guy, yeah. and then he probably got a couple player votes and coaching votes because you know again yeah. you're playing on one of the best teams and you're uh, you're you're playing well. So uh, I mean, were you surprised to see him get the starting nod? 
Yeah, I was pretty surprised because I, I mean, we were watching it unfold the whole time. The, uh, the uh, totals, like the, the voting totals from the fans, he was consistently up there, top three. Um, but I thought, you know, the other uh, parts of the vote that go into it, I think it's partly media and partly players and maybe some coaches as well. Mm-hmm. Um, big kind of, you know, algorithm all thrown in there. And I didn't think he'd make it past those other stages. Like I, I didn't think he'd get enough support because to me, like you're saying, I, 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 I love Wiggins as a Canadian guy, uh, you know, shout out Vaughn, uh, yeah. always going to root for him, but, uh, there's definitely more deserving guys. I think to start, even like if I had to pick another warrior to start, I think I would pick Draymond, even though he's yeah. not having, you know, the, the most standout career, uh, year so far this year, not a uh, I just, either. no, no, but I mean, he, he's never really had that many of those and he's been an all-star in the past deserving deservingly so and we've seen what kind of a player and impact player he can be one of the smartest defensive players we've seen in the last like 10 years um and it's an all-star game it's not an offense sure. star game like you have to take into account um you know uh, how a player plays on both sides um and even guys like uh again don't want don't want to spoil it but uh, i'm going to here uh, our, our picks respectively for that spot um because the, the other West starters we we got, uh, the ones we picked were the ones yes. that ended up getting there. Steph, Ja, LeBron, and Jokic, uh, all to me pretty much no-brainers, and, and clearly you so, thought so as well. But you picked Gobert for that other spot, and I picked Carl uh, Anthony Towns. And I think far in the way, far and away, yeah. either of those guys would you know are more deserving than Andrew Wiggins. 100%. But, but I mean, again, it, even if I, I was just thinking, it, it's funny because we 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 uh, that that Lakers Sixers game just wrapped up, and you saw what Anthony Davis did, yeah, like uh, you know his stat line and, and how good of a player he's been the last few years, um, you know, especially when he's been able to be on the court. Uh, and it's it's pretty funny that the circumstances all came together for for Wiggins's first All Star game, getting the starting nod. So I guess, as much as I don't think. As much as I don't think he really deserves it, uh, you you gotta you gotta love the uh, the stars aligning uh, and it it happening. You know everything had to go just right for him to to start in this game. And uh, I, I I gotta give credit to you, Matt. I think you manifested this. I think you put it out there, and and here it comes. I know that I manifested it. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and again, I, I you can go scroll, scrub through some tape, go back, check it out. Uh, Cause I know, yeah, I, I think you called it or, or, or close. I, like, yeah, I've had, I, I, I believe you said finals MVP. So we'll, yes. we'll see if that one's right too. So, uh, well, you know, that's, that's what I was going to say. This is just the first rung on the many steps <laughs> uh, of what I predicted for Andrew Wiggins season. Uh, I, I said the second he went to the Warriors, I said, he's going to be an all-star. He's going to be the finals MVP because Steph's going to get clamped. He's going to have a bad series and he's going to average like 25 and eight. So uh, everybody, uh, I mean, you might as well not watch. It's going to be the Warriors winning the championship uh, and Wiggins is finals MVP. Uh, and, and who knows, maybe, I mean, uh, he, he doesn't exactly throw them down like he used to, uh, but I know he's still got the bounce. I mean, he, he always oh, said yeah. he was never going to be uh, in the slam dunk contest because he lost one in high school that he, he thought he should have won. <laughs> Uh, and that, that's, that's a true story. Cause they wanted him to do it, you know, when he was coming into the league and he was saw these people, he, he did a seven twenty uh, dunk one, uh, in he his did? Uh, rookie year, not in game. No, no, I know. But, you, but a full, yeah, full 720. Yeah. There's a oh, video. Damn, I didn't yeah. even see this. So, like people were like begging for the Zach Levine, Andrew Wiggins, uh, oh, that been contest, like how T-Mac and Vince Carter did it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he, but he declined. He said he wouldn't do it. Uh, so maybe now that he's an all-star, we'll Classic find Wiggins. Wiggins in the all-star game. I mean, I'm down for it. Oh, yeah. I want to see Wiggins do, uh, I want to see him do every single thing. I want to do skills contest. I want to yeah. do the three-point three shoot. Yeah. 
Uh, I want yeah. them to do that whatever weird, stupid one they end up incorporating a WNBA player and like a legend or like you remember that one? Oh yeah, they had shooting one. They had, like, one they had to hit a half was, court shot. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. like Chris Bosh. Uh, I want to yeah, say like yeah. Ben Cash and uh, oh, I don't know, like some. It wasn't even like a shooter, but like something weird like Mo Cheeks or that. Like all, no, yeah, it was like Forrest pick. Grant or it was like a oh big, yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> Uh, but they won like four years in a row and they got rid of it. But uh, it's called like the shooting stars challenge, I think. Yeah, you know, I've, I've found that one still more uh, more entertaining than the oh, skills yeah. comp. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it was something. I mean, it was better than just watching them dribble through cones. But I yeah. mean, we'll get to our full takes of All-Star Weekend <clears throat> and all that uh, coming up. Uh, yeah. So, you know, stick around with us uh, every Monday and Friday uh, and sometimes Wednesdays. Uh, big yes, sir. Coming at you. Um, and then the other thing, you know, we got to talk about, uh, you know, the only difference we really had uh, in our entire, uh, you know, all-star selections in that episode. Uh, and again, uh, you'll hear more of my reasoning uh, on the podcast, but, you know, I left Trey Young off my all-star ballot uh, yeah. and here he is starting. And, and something I said, you know, probably was going to happen. Pro- I had, and I had no real problems with it because, you know, I had him on my bubble of being an all-star. Uh, yeah. And you had him. I mean, you, you, were, you were a perfect, you should have probably been a perfect 10 out of 10 uh yeah. that's got to burn God, a damn it andrew yeah but uh yeah trey i uh he was high up on the player vote uh yeah he, he definitely would have been high up on the player vote probably on the coaches and he was i think number two behind uh derozan who again yeah, also yeah. derozan for making the, yep. the all-star game what a comeback uh season uh but funny enough i'm not the only one and, and to be fair chuck didn't say and i mean charles barkley as i've always said you know not ex- me and him are on the same wavelength and i'm not sure it's a good thing <laughs> Um, but uh, he said this probably should have been Zach Levine's starting spot is what he said uh, when they unveiled it. Chuck also said Andrew Wiggins shouldn't be starting. So, I mean, yeah, maybe he does, he is losing it. You're, you're uh, on the, you're on the same wavelength until it gets to Wiggins. Then yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes, now yeah. the wires are crossed. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously there's the, you know, the debate to be had there. Uh, but again, like, are you, do you think that this was the right call that uh, Trey Young deserved this, uh, this start? Cause again, we're going to get to the Hawks a little bit later on in the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, I don't like the idea of putting someone who is at least when we did our podcast, when we were making our selections, the Hawks were 12th in the Eastern conference. And I, I don't think that's really your, if you're on that team, even if you're the best player, which Trey young is, I don't think you necessarily deserve a, an all-star starter spot, no matter how well you've played. That being said, I, his stats offensively are still kind of, you know, when you, when you stack them up against other guys, his size, historically, he's having one of the best offensive seasons, uh, uh, for a guy, his size at that position almost ever. Like, uh, I, I don't think that's hyperbole to say he's, um, you know, in top five in the NBA in scoring top five in the NBA in assists. And we've mentioned it before with Trey young, he, he has the skill and the sort of, uh, he, he could, uh, at some point in his career, lead the NBA in scoring and assists, which I don't think had been done since, was it Nate Archibald or, or so, someone like that, like way, way back in the day? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been many, many years uh, since someone actually successfully did it. And uh, that's the type of season he's having right now. Um, and you, you, you mentioned it, we're going to get to it. The Hawks have been playing better uh, as of late. Uh, but even though they were struggling, I, I still, I, I just couldn't justify putting anyone above him. And that's what I said in our, our last pod. And uh, that, that's the best way I can describe it. Not that I necessarily think, you know, he's a lock absolutely deserves it, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, anyone else, I, I thought about putting above him as the starter. I thought, uh, eh, they're probably not having as good of a season as Trey right. Young. So I got to give it to him, even though, again, I, 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 I want to shout out the winning players more than not, but, uh, yeah, the, the stats are just too loud with Trey Young. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's true 
you know, that, that's why he eventually got the spot. I think uh, that, that that's kind of the thinking behind it uh, for, for almost everyone. And then sure. obviously super popular player. Um, and, and that explains yeah, yeah. the fan vote there as well. Well, uh, yeah, congrats to Trey. Uh, second time making the all-star game now. So, uh, you know, shout out to him. Uh, definitely more to come, uh, yeah. but I'm just a hater. So uh, you're going to have to deal with it for, uh, for now, Ice Trey. Uh, but to, to move on, you know, we were, uh, again, congratulations to everyone who made the all-star team. And uh, Joel Embiid uh, making his fifth all-star appearance now. Uh, and actually, yep. funny enough, I, I thought the stat was interesting. Uh, a five-time all-star, all five, uh, he's a starter. So he's not yeah. he's first on, he's starting, and he's just going, uh, you never really look back. Uh, yep. Going through uh, a bit of eroding uh, of the Lakers, I'm not going to – I could probably count this as a schlacking, but you know what? Uh, for, for for obviously the night, hopefully this is the schlacking that we see. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to get – I bet we're going to get the Wiggins uh, revenge game here. I mean, named an all-star starter, uh, plays against his former team, the Timberwolves, and we've seen him go off against them before. I, I'm expecting yeah. a 50-piece. Yeah, he, well, anything. I, I expect a fifty-piece night in, night out with him. To be fair, <laughs> uh, but and he he had a he had an off game against them last time they played this year. So uh, yeah, definitely look for the bounce back Wiggins game. If you want a live bet right now, over under on his points, try and get in. Uh, I mean, the game's for already sure. happened by the time you're listening. But I'm gonna I'm telling you, Jordan. Uh, he's you got he's got that. five right now. Uh, seven minutes uh, into the game, five points, one rebound, one assist. Would be on pace for them, man. The That's like. That's like uh, a like hundred something points, man. You'd be on pace yeah. on that clip. Let's Jeez. go, baby. Yeah, he's score, breaking the man. Chamberlain Chamberlain record yeah, he's tonight. Breaking the Chamberlain record tonight, yeah. One hundred and one. <laughs> but uh, how much money can I put on that? But uh, with 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 the the seventy sixers and the Lakers game, it was uh, you know more of the same. LeBron James though out for the Lakers. That was a, a game time decision that was made in. Yeah. Uh, brutal for the lakers because you know this was a, a big game and a winnable game for them but you know without Le- lebron it just didn't happen but anthony davis actually putting on a pretty strong outing uh 31 oh, yeah. and 12 he was blocking uh the rim well you know four blocks and two steals as well on that uh so a, a really impressive and i actually thought you know in the first beginning of the the the, the, in the first quarter you know Embiid was really taking it at him to let him know you know i'm not afraid of you uh you know i'm not i'm not a little dog out here you're you're in my house yeah. Uh, and, and, but the thing was, Embiid got clamped a couple of times by AD and then AD yams on him. Yeah. And then that's what starts the hand injury. Uh, yeah. so within 10 minutes of his, his game, uh, Anthony Davis injured into the locker room. I was like, for real, like that, that, one game. So, we so he ended up coming back, but I mean, Jordan, like this has to be a concern right now. I mean, the, the Lakers, they didn't look good from start to finish uh, without LeBron. I mean, they don't look good with him, but I mean, this would have been a lot closer had he played, but you need Anthony Davis out there and they still got a, a full 33 minutes out of him. But yeah. man, like the guys made a glass. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. When I saw him go down and, you know, land, he lands hard and then he goes back to the locker room. He's sitting on the bench with the big wrap on his yeah. wrist. Yeah. And I'm like, is this fucking guy going to be out another two, three weeks or, you know, more, uh, luckily he's able to come back. They say, um, apparently they evaluated it at halftime and I, I think he's going to be fine. I don't think he'll miss, uh, any time as far as I know, but, uh, yeah, he, he's, he, he's like other big men, not unlike Joel Embiid where you just look and you're like, Oh, he's on the floor again. Like, Oh, yeah, he, yeah. He, he fell down again. Like he's, he plays too much. Uh, you know, yeah. He, he, he finds ways to fall down way too much for a guy who has, uh, you know, injury concerns that, that he's dealt with in the past and a guy with, 
that much weight uh, and size, like big men who fall down should always make, make their teams nervous. And uh, again, you, you, you see it like with, with that much, yeah, com- coming off kind of a tough basket falls under, you know, at the baseline falls on his wrist uh, kind of a freak injury, uh, you know, when it, when it happens like that, but yeah, I, I think it's happened a little bit too much, um, and made of glass for sure. I think that's a good way to put it. And, uh, I don't know, hopefully he can avoid injury now, but they're also going to be relying on him a lot. Like he's going to have to exert himself. There's no, uh, there's no coasting that Anthony Davis can do. If the Lakers want decent seating here, the, the sure. season's more than halfway over. He's got to dominate, uh, you know, like he did tonight, but he, yeah, he's, he's got to stay, stay off the uh, the injury list he, he's got to stay out there on the floor because the lakers desperately need him um but uh you know the, despite that he was able to come back and played a hell of a game yep. uh you know 31 and 12 like you said the the only thing for him uh that that has bugged me for a while now is he he's been in the league long enough he, he he's like you'd call him a veteran now which is crazy that kind of happened in the blink of an eye for me and i remember when he we feels like he just came into the league him and Dame. Um, yep. but, uh, you know, the, the time has fl- flown by and he he's been, you know, he's an NBA champion. He knows what it takes to win one assist tonight. Is, yeah. is that all you can get? Is that all you can do? Anthony, like you, you get so much attention down there on the block. Yeah. You could open so much, uh, you know, so many open shots up for your teammates. So many, uh, you know, if, if they cut, cut, you can find them. Uh, you, you've got your back to the basket, you know, mid post in that, you know, perfect kind of facilitating position. Uh, all the time throughout the game, but he's just never really developed that that part to his game. He's never been a good playmaker, and I think that is the the final thing that he needs to figure out. But uh, I don't know if he's ever going to at this point. Like I don't know how much time he has to add things to his game. Um, and uh, I, I just think when you have a player like that, you can have you can put up your stats like he did tonight. You can do great, but if you're not facilitating and getting other guys involved and making your teammates around you better. Uh, then your stats can kind of end up being sort of meaningless when it comes to actually affecting the winning part of the game. And, and that's why, uh, yeah, you, he, he had a great game. I, I would, I would go as far as to say he, he was, uh, you know, pretty dominant tonight, but they still lose big to, to Philly. Yeah. And, and, you know, part of that is on him. Uh, I definitely agree on the playmaking side of things. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, every year uh, in new Orleans, when he was there, it, nothing ever changed. It was the same shit yeah. every single year. Uh, yeah. and I think honestly, at times I'm like, I'm watching him do these things and I'm like, he doesn't want to get better. He wants to, you know, he <laughs> wants to get his boards. He wants to get his points. Cause at the end of the day, he knows he's like, man, nobody's going to remember he's an all time great. So I need to, you know, keep my NBA 100 spot, uh, yeah. and make sure that I hit like, you know, the top tens of, uh, points or, uh, rebounds, whatever the hell he could even be eligible for. I honestly don't think he's ever going to get anywhere. Like they're going to really dwindle down, but, uh, yeah. Kind of a, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I, I'm not going to go as far as to say what I was going to say yet. I'm going to, I'm going to holster that gun uh, for, <laughs> okay. for, for a second. It uh, might've been too far and I don't want to, I don't want to speak anything <laughs> into into existence. Um, but uh, you know, what I will say is, uh, you know, AD being as dominant as he was uh, the supporting cast is dog shit. Um, oh. it's, it's horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, I mean, Russ was mediocre, whatever, like wasn't his worst game. But I'll say that six turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. One of them was he's had, he's had so many this year. Like he just seems like he's having a cursed season. Like honest to God. Uh, I I think even I'll give, he made a great defensive play. He blocked Tyrese Maxey early on, I think into the second quarter, maybe late first. And it was all ball 
so yeah. like clear as day all ball he gets uh gets the whistle against him and then frank vogel doesn't challenge two free throws go up i mean obviously it's not like the two points made a difference in the long run but i mean it was a close game at that point uh yeah, yeah, like yeah. within 10 points and because it was it was close until the third quarter yeah. uh and then the 76ers ran away with it like you need some momentum like these yeah. guys don't even look like they're enjoying being out there like they're just kind of going through the motions and i think that's almost one of those things you have so many vets and they're not inspired they're just yeah. going through the motions. You need those young guys that are dynamic and can actually take over a game and put that energy in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they have no energy, guys, especially off their bench. Like you come in with, you know, Mello, um, and Austin Reeves does what he can, but he's mostly just a, a spot up guy. He didn't even score the ball tonight yeah. uh, in, in 23 yeah, exactly minutes. Defense. No, no. <laughs> um, and Taylor Horton Tucker, man, like oh, he. My God. He is having a cursed season too. Like he, he is doing nothing out there. Like I, I really am so like, I cannot believe that the Lakers uh, could have had Kyle Lowry through this, you know, this whole situation. Well, that's the thing. Is he, um, is it a cursed season or is it just a tail and Horton Tucker season? And people yeah, true, just randomly true. were like, Oh, he's young on the Lakers. He's going to be really good. Yeah. Well, it's it's just, like, there's like I, no grounds to that argument. That's why when I kept hearing all the show, I'm like, why do you think he's going to be good? He's done nothing. He hasn't shown anything. Well, he was literally the only Lakers prospect. That's what happens. That's when what I'm you saying. Have one prospect is you think yeah. they're really good, but they're, they're it's like, no, he's just not uh, really old. So he looks kind of springy in practice, but like, yeah, yeah like he, 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 he's, he's a long guy with long arms who, you know, hypothetically can sort of play defense, play a few positions, you know, hit shots or whatever, but he's just mediocre to bad at almost everything. Mm-hmm. Like I don't find he's a good ball handler, mm-hmm. uh, that good of a passer. He's not that good of a shooter, not doesn't play uh, that good of defense. So he's kind of just, taking up space out there like yeah. a lot of other, these other uh, Laker guys. Um, and he was a team low minus 23 tonight, like uh, just awful, <laughs> awful uh, across the board. Um, and then again, like we, we talked about this when they initially picked up Westbrook, the idea was that LeBron could sit out a game like willingly. He, he yeah. could, he could <laughs> willingly rest a game and the uh, Westbrook and Anthony Davis would draw so much attention and they would, you know, be an offense onto themselves, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then, you know, the, the other shooters would get involved, uh, you know, move into that open space, hit, hit the, hit the open threes, um, and whatnot. But the sort of Westbrook Davis connection is, is non-existent. It's not there. Like they, they should be able to run a pretty dangerous pick and roll, but they, they just can't because no one ever, no one respects Westbrook's ability to shoot. He's not quite uh, as athletic, uh, you know, as, as he, as he was uh, when, when he was a little bit younger, he can still attack the rim, but he just makes too many bad decisions. Yeah. Um, and yeah, ends up turning the ball over or, you know, passing out of it. And then obviously when he's off the ball, he does nothing. So uh, it, it was tonight, Anthony Davis and a bunch of shitty ass, uh, uh, you know, other players. Like there's yeah. no one, even Malik Monk, uh, who, who is the third leading scorer chipped in 11. Uh, shot three for 13 from the field and he missed four out of his five, uh, three point shots. That like, guy's he, got he no shot IQ. It's crazy. No, I know. <laughs> and he'll have one kind of highlight worthy play, uh, every couple weeks. And you know, yeah. go, oh, look at him. Like we, we, I, I know he was, uh, you know, he was a really important signing for them over the off season, but people were like really excited about him coming. And I, I, I still think, you know, maybe in a different situation, he, he could be a lot better, but uh, if he was kind of your, the guy you were most excited about this off season, other than obviously like yeah. Russell Westbrook in theory, um, I was like, don't, don't expect too, too much from Malik Monk, uh, at, at this point in his career. He was a bonafide Boston. He was in uh, Charlotte, like Michael Jordan <laughs> yes. didn't even like him. And then if you yeah. can't, like, if you literally, 
your career arc goes, you have Michael Jordan at your disposal. You still are mediocre. And then you go and play with LeBron and still nothing. <laughs> yeah. Chances are you're a bust. Yeah. yeah uh, no. so th- that, that's my Malik Monk talk uh, for the night. Uh, I, 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 on the 76 ers side, uh, shout out Danny green coming back into the lineup, banging some trays, looking good. Yeah. He uh, missed a couple wide open ones like he does. Uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, Matisse Thibel, I uh, also want to show him out some, uh, you know, playing really well still think he's so goddamn overrated but uh <laughs> I, I do like his game uh and, and lastly you know uh it was a it was a wacky night and you know as, as bad turned to worse for the lakers carmelo anthony starts getting into it with some fans courtside uh and then about about five it looked like five like everyone just kept coming security was just rolling them out uh like five to six people i think got thrown out uh, i knew who it was it was it was weird, man. Like it was a just a collection of young, the old. Uh, it was it was something to see. And Carmelo, well, everyone like, can come together and hate on Carmelo. It was crazy. And then I I was mentioning to you before we started. You know, Iron Eagle was even like, yeah, they've been they've been riding Melo all game long. And it's like, <laughs> holy fuck, Philly, can you guys behave one time? Like I feel like this is like every single time that like not to this extent, but man, every time the Sixers play like in uh, you know a marquee matchup like this, like on TNT that. They always blow it doing some stupid shit like this. Oh yeah, no the the Philly fans are crazy. Sports fans in general. Remember all the videos after they won the Super Bowl? The guy on oh, top yeah, of the yeah. fucking car with the horse head. <laughs> yeah. The people in the subway, like, yeah, I I, I respect it though, honestly. As long as no one you know crosses a line, uh, says anything. Uh, sure. You know, uh, whether it be sort of racist or, or otherwise uh, extremely offensive, obviously no no go there. But the the passion in general uh, and sort of craziness that it brings. Uh, I, I respect it, but uh, hopefully nothing, you know, uh, over the top was said to Mello. I, I don't, I haven't heard him, you know, speak on it uh, post game. I haven't seen any videos about it or anything, but uh, maybe, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll hear his side of the story. Why, why you wanted those uh, that, that group kicked out, but uh, he might've just been pissed off because they were uh, down big and he, he was getting criticized off. from the, uh, from the sidelines. But yeah. honestly, Carmelo at, at this point, man, might be time to hang it up uh, at the end of this one. Hopefully it ends well for the Lakers. I don't know what well would even mean. Like you win one playoff series. If I was mellow, I, I, I would take If the it. Lakers win a playoff series, I think that's amazing right now. Well, it, it, exactly. I'm like, you, you, if you get that far, make it in, squeak into the play-in, win a play-in game. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Melo uh, go out on a high note because I can't watch him. I can't watch a crowd, especially the fucking Lakers crowd, freak out over him like shooting the you know hitting one three in a game and then watch him blow every single defensive yeah. assignment he has the entire yeah. game I, I i can't do it uh, i can't do it anymore so uh yeah well <laughs> the lakers uh another bad loss uh i know it was on the road they're they're on a road trip now i think they're they're just two and two so far on this one because lebron's been playing well enough to kind of carry them through some uh, the, this bad stretch but mm. um at the same time though like like i'm saying uh, or, or I, I think I mentioned it in last pod once, you know, LeBron is now back from this. I think he's probably good to go next game. I don't think he's going to miss any extended time. I think he should be back for the next game. Yeah. He, yeah. But like, I, I want to see him playing at the sort of clip he's been playing then. And, you know, throw Anthony Davis in there mm-hmm. playing well too, and see what kind of scraps Russell Westbrook can pick up from that. Hopefully not uh, have those, you know, five plus turnover games yeah. and just kind of stay in his lane. And then see what the Lakers look like. I know it's cliche. I know everyone's been saying it all that oh, we have to wait to evaluate the Lakers, but it is true that they they've missed missed uh, you know b- b- between AD being out and all the other injuries they've had to deal with. They haven't had a complete team, so 
I do want to wait on that, but uh, I still mm-hmm. don't think uh, my hopes are still not not too high for them. In yeah, all yeah. Honesty. it's uh, yeah. O- only time will tell. Uh, and the yeah. last thing I also want to say, I don't know if you know the reasoning. So hopefully, I, I may, if if, if if there's some actual like you know symbolic thing around it, I'll, I'll erase this take from ever happening. Okay, do uh, it. Just forget about it. But what the hell is with the rainbow thing on the on the Sixers? court and the uniform i think i even has a little bit of it oh yeah i don't it looks I don't like know. the nuggets it confuses the hell out of me that when they played the nuggets uh last weekend i was like is this in denver why is it like darker yeah. blue I, I was honestly really really confused uh and yeah, then, yeah, i don't so. i don't get it either is it like spe- I, I just looked it up sixers unveil spectrum themed jersey Oh, in a tribute to former arena? Is that what we're talking about yeah, here? It must be. I, I don't know. Either way, it's stupid. I don't like it. It makes me think it's the Nuggets. Uh, but, City uh, of brotherly love, uh, rainbow? Who knows? Who knows, Matt? Maybe. I don't know the answers. Uh, but to, to move on, I mean, uh, that's really the, the only game to recap from today. So uh, we're going to kick it to the Wednesday slate just to recap yep. a couple of the biggest matchups there. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we got to talk about them uh Unfortunately, the, the 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 Toronto Raptors, you know, they, they took an L there, uh, a tough one, yeah. a very close one. Uh, they, you know, they came back late in that one. Uh, it was it was truly a game of runs. Uh, yeah. But Demar Derozan, Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, uh, and company just just yeah. took it to the Raptors. Uh, I, I think that this was a good good example of, of a good team playing a great team. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, it, it was crazy. Cause the, the bulls kind of went up big. I thought the game would be over. Uh, and then the Raptors roar all the way back. Like they did the other night against, yep. uh, Portland, uh, and same story. They kind of expend all this energy. They do get back into the game. The, the Raptors actually led, uh, late in this game mm-hmm. against the bulls. They, they were up by one, but then they miss a few free throws. Uh, you know, the, the bulls play some good defense and, uh, you know, sc- score a few times themselves. And then it was uh, Vucevic hitting a, a three when the Raptors were, were down three, kind of a, they really needed to stop there at the end. And he broke their backs, hitting the dagger. Um, and uh, yeah, you're right. I, I think it was just uh, more talent uh, offensively on the Bulls side at the end of this one, but you got to give the Raptors credit. Like they, they fight back. I think yeah. of all the teams in the league, they're the best equipped to come back because they throw out that Nick Nurse full court press. Sure, They've got sure. their long arm guys. They put Boucher at the top well, we, of it sometimes. And they've come back for some deep holes. Oh, it's it, it, insane. Like back to, I remember when, when they came back and beat the Mavericks 30 yeah. down, which was basically just Kyle Lowry and all of their that's athletes. The record biggest comeback. Yeah. That one was, that one was fucking crazy. Uh, and, it's just it, it, they're they're able to do it because yeah they they throw out that press and then they start shooting threes they they really lock in defensively and um it's it's a a, a real weapon that that Nick Nurse has in his back pocket and yeah. it's it's amazing to me that he gets these guys to play so hard like I think that's the most impressive thing like it's got to be demoralizing when you're down and know that it's going to take so much out of you to to come back even to to even the game like get back into the game let alone come back and win. But he he gets these guys to buy in and he puts the right com- combination of guys out on the floor and um, every, everyone's into it. So I, although I got to give credit to the Bulls for winning this one, I, I was super encouraged, honestly, by, by the Raptors, e- even in the last game, like I mentioned before, against Portland. But they've just st- got to stop getting down in these in these big holes and having to climb back into these games. They, they've got to bring that defensive intensity uh, sooner. And I think they just got to be- take better shots overall offensively like they're. Their half court offense has went back to like the Raptors from pre Kawhi, just like this kind of stagnant, uh, shitty, uh, you know, walking through mud type of offense that I really don't like. They're mm-hmm. they're so much better 
um, when, when they get out and run. And uh, again, that starts with defense that you can turn into offense and, and get out and, you know, find, find your athletes running on the break. And yeah. that's when the Raptors, you know, are, are at their most dangerous. Uh, but uh, I was also super encouraged. Scotty Barnes played his ass off in this game, yep. defending DeMar DeRozan down the stretch. He was like, he was looking behind him, like what, when the game was close, like uh, showing his bigs exactly where to go, like on the screen and rolls, like yep. getting down in his stance, picking up uh, whether it was DeRozan or Levine, because uh, he kind of went back and forth there, mainly the tall, on DeRozan. All order. You're playing both of them. No Fred Van oh, yeah. to even yeah. give him a second or rest. You're, you're working double overtime. Yeah, and he he was just he was down in his stance. He brought the intensity. He was playing so hard, and he was bringing the ball up on offense yeah. a lot of the time. Like I I I think he's uh, you know everyone was kind of hyping him up early in the season, and then he's kind of fallen under the radar again, like like uh, people do when they play up in Toronto. Um, the numbers don't jump Toronto, out I should say. either in comparison to some of these other guys. Uh, no, for, for sure. Franz Wagner was getting more play than him at one point, and that guy's playing on the world's worst basketball team. Yeah, I know. I know. And he had the big 38 point game. I get it. He's good. You know, I'll show him respect, but uh, Scotty's just, he, he's, he's just been so consistent this year, like with his 15, five and five, like that's, yeah. that's his, you know, classic Scotty Barnes game. He had 16, five and seven assists in this one. And uh, he, he didn't hit any of his three threes that he took, but six for 11 overall. Like yeah. uh, I, I was super encouraged by what I saw from him. And then another hot shooting game from, from Gary Trent really helped bring them back into this one back-to-back 30-point games. Uh, when he's on, it's good. And, uh, you know, the, the Raptors, once they get Fred Van Vliet back, uh, uh, another, uh, you know, blow to, to have him missing this game because they, they need him uh, in every game, basically, from here, here on out if they hope to, you know, stay in the play-in slash playoff mix. But um, I don't know. Like, the, the, the Bulls deserve this win for sure. I thought they were the better team. But uh, I'm, I'm still pretty encouraged by, by what I saw from the Raptors. Well, man, you mentioned him there quickly, uh, but I got to shout out my man, Gary Trent Jr. I mean, I, I, I think shooting the ball, like, f- he's incredible. Player. Absolutely incredible. Uh, amazing shooter. He's so smooth with the way he plays the game. Yeah. And we've talked about it a little bit. Very before. handsome guy, too. Oh, Stylish. great looking guy. Really great looking guy. Uh, I put him on my all handsome team. Uh, yep. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge to everybody. Wednesday episodes. Uh, they're, they're, <laughs> you never know when they're going to drop. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's got to be up there on, uh, on the handsome scale, but the defense that he's tuned, he's, he's just totally turned his career arc around. I feel like just in one, like he's, one he's off up there. Season. I think he's still top five, uh, steals per game. I yeah. He, he's, he's been up there consistently all season. His positioning is great. His footwork is so improved. Like I, yeah. last year he couldn't guard anybody this year. I would, I would honestly, I would trust him with a, you know, I wouldn't feel nervous if like, Zach Levine's matched up on him. Uh, yeah. And so like I, I com- like I complete shout out to him. Like I was actually thinking about it when I was watching this game. I was like, honestly, I I'm, I'm trust me. I love my man Norm, free Norm. Get him out of Portland. That that's kind of a, <laughs> a crappy situation for him right now. I don't want him to waste away. Um, but was Norm? Paid, at, do you think Norm was ever as good as Gary Trent Jr. is now? It's I, hard I to say because I don't I think, think he was. Yeah, like I, he just had Norm had a little bit more upside because he was just so athletic and explosive. Yeah. and had these crazy moments but i mean there were stretches where we all wanted him gone like i know i know because he there, there was a, a rough patch of his career there for two seasons like two or one or one or two seasons there and gary trent jr just seems like he's gonna be uh like an absolute stud for the, probably the remainder of his career yeah i, I loved i loved the trade uh as I, again i fucking love norm i will always love him he was uh a part of the pound the rock raptors not not yeah. quite that far back but he was like that 
that pre Kawhi, uh, you know, uh, one of those key Raptors guys that I'm always going to, uh, you know, sacrifice Davis Vasquez to get him, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. What a trade. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Legendary stuff from, from Masai once again, but uh, yeah, like, I love the trade because it was basically just getting a, a similar kind of the same guy, just way younger and way cheaper at that time. And um, I, uh, it, it is tough to say like playoff norm was on a different level. Some of those series he helped sure, him come yeah. back in that in 2016 in that Indiana series. And then he would played his fucking ass off in the bubble series against the Celtics. Like yep. he was, he was, I think that was probably peak norm um, from, you know, defensively, he was a fucking killer but he was also shooting. He became a really good three-point shooter, like 40% three-point shooter in yeah. his last season with, with the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he last was able season, to, he was arguably our best player at times. Yeah. And, and he, he was, you know, uh, definitely good enough to be a starter. Like he started as uh, DeMar's backup and uh, you know, was uh, uh, like you're saying at the times when he was struggling, he, he basically fully fell out of the rotation a little bit. Like Dwayne Casey wasn't even playing him. Um, and then when, when Nick nurse took over, uh, you know, his, his role gradually increased from there. But, um, like, I, I do think Norm had a little bit more juice, like off the bounce and like in the mid range game mm-hmm. than, than, uh, Gary Trent does. But I think Gary Trent jr. Is probably on the whole, a better shooter and can become a better sort of three and D prototypical three and D guy. Um, so, uh, again, I, I love what he brings to the table and, uh, I, I, I yeah, was, as much as it hurt to see Norm go, I think it was a great trade and a great move to extend him. And uh, I think he fits in perfectly with this group. And and, and you're seeing why here, uh, because uh, again, the, the the Raptors as an organization, they value guys that try hard on defense and can at least bring you one sort of specialized thing offensively. And he, he fits perfectly into that mold, plays really well next to Van Vliet. And um, when I, I think like when, when the whole team is healthy, like, when, when Gary Trent, you know, in general, when Gary Trent shoot, uh, Jr. shoots the ball really well, that's kind of when the Raptors are at their peak, kind of clicking on all cylinders. Um, sure. And, you know, uh, he did that tonight, but Pascal had a really, really shitty game, uh, kind of dipped down again. He, well, you know, I, I wouldn't say really shitty. Still, he had seven, well, no. system, seven boards. I know. He, he did what he could, but his shot just really wasn't falling. Yeah, like yeah. He, was, he was three for 12. And, um, we gotta protect yeah, yeah. him. I man. take it we, back. We I take it be, back. We gotta be. We gotta be considerate. There's a lot of I know. I know. Siakam, man. I, I know. It's true. And he, he's an all-star in both of our books. Uh, another bit of a spoiler there, but uh, we uh, we we definitely wanted to to show him that love. I I, I do think he deserves it. But uh, yeah, I like again for for the Raptors. I I I keep kind of thinking there's another level that they can get to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they, they kind of, uh, so someone has a bad game and then like this Fred Van Vliet's out, but they're never uh, healthy. Uh, no, I know they, they just can't put a string of games together where they're, where they're good. And, or, or when they're yeah fully healthy and, and playing well. And, but when you saw that they, they had that, when they had the health right mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year, uh, they, they put that string of like, I, I think they won something like five straight, maybe a little bit more um, and, and really uh, shot up in the standing. So I'm, I'm hoping to see that again. Um, and, uh, yeah, from the bulls side, they, they, when you're talking about health, they finally got their three stars back together. Obviously they're, they're going to really miss, uh, you know, Lonzo ball and Alex Caruso for the amount of time that they're out. But, uh, again, uh, the, the Raptors scored one Oh five, you, you'd ideally like to hold people under a hundred, like, you know, if you're a really good defense, but, uh, defensively, I, I think Chicago is still kind of holding their own, which, uh, again, was kind of the thing yeah. they were going to be criticized for. Desunmu is coming in and, and defending really well. And 
you know, you, you've got your guys off the bench like Kobe White. I, I'm going to continually shout out. He's just really impressed me this year, the role he's played. And uh, then you've got your your offensive trio that's that's really tough to beat. So, again, shout out the Bulls. They're they're going to be tough to beat beat on any night, no, no matter what team you are. Oh, and, and even when the with thin bench, man, they're explosive. All those guys were hustling yeah, yeah. Their, their asses off this game. So uh, shout out to the bench mob over there in Chicago. Uh, Javante Green. What a yeah. name, man. Uh, yeah. but, uh, yeah, he, he, he was great, uh, all game long, uh, a, a guy who could play for any team, uh, yeah. to move on to a, another huge game from, uh, from Wednesday night, uh, the, the Milwaukee bucks going into Cleveland and losing to the Cavaliers. Yeah. <laughs> what? Almost, uh, almost a bit of a, a shellacking. I would almost say, uh, by the, by the was, end of that it game, got out of hand a little it, bit. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a pretty, yeah, it was a handy, uh, handy win for, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the young guns, uh, shout out my boy, Kevin love 25 <laughs> points off the bench. And then next to him, who the hell is it? Oh, it's the Turkey yeah, my man. Guy. Shady Osman, uh, what was it? Six threes. This guy hit. It was. Uh, he did he did belong at that practice that he was at? Man, yeah, that, picture, yeah, that famous yeah. picture. He does. He does fit in. Okay. Yeah, he's, it, he's incredible, baby. What what an insane game! Uh, it was really back and forth. Uh, coming into this game, man, the Chicago, uh, the Chicago, the Milwaukee Bucks are eighteen and three with their big three fully healthy. Them uh, and that's uh, you know Giannis, Drew, and Chris Middleton. Now yeah. eighteen and four, losing. That's to the right. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, what, what did you see that? Like, I, I, you know, I thought the Cavs could probably take the win in this game, especially being in Cleveland. But well, I, I didn't think, you know, that this handily and looking like the, this professional. Yeah, no, it was, it was crazy. Like the, the it, it looked like it was going to be a Bucks win early on in this game that they came out firing. They were, uh, you know, guys like Connaughton were hitting threes and the, the Bucks scored 30 something points in, in the first quarter, like offensively they were on. But the Cavs were right there. Like the, the, the Bucks couldn't, get enough separation to kind of run away with the game. And then once the, you know, in the second half, it was the Cavs that got out to a huge lead. Like this game was kind of out of hand. The Bucks kind of played around with maybe making it close in the end, but they never really made it, uh, you know, that competitive uh, in the end. And uh, Cleveland got a a hell of a win start to finish. And Rajon Rondo's out there getting minutes. He's out there uh, making passes, hitting a three. Um, and it's like, crazy wouldn't, the ass Lakers, layup. wouldn't the Lakers? Yeah. Oh my God. Fucking <laughs> crazy vintage Rondo layup. But wouldn't the Lakers love to, you know, have this version of Rondo? Uh, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they gave it up. He wasn't really playing. Uh, I think they played a, you know, playing another guy named, uh, Westbrook over there, but, um, yeah, like, uh, sneakily I'm, I'm looking at the Cavs and I'm like, I think of them as a really young team, but I'm watching freaking Rajon Rondo and Kevin Love out there ball yeah, out and I'm yeah. like, we've, they've got some nice experienced uh, veterans each with uh, championships and uh, you know, it, it, it's, it, it really helps them in a game like this uh, to surround their, their young guys with, with guys like that. And um, you know, you, you got Garland doing his thing once again, 19 and eight, you're all-star starter. You're also starting pick. And uh, uh, Evan Mobley uh, had an insane dunk on Giannis yep. posterized yep. him. Uh, and one, uh, my, my pick for, for the all-star, I'm giving away all our fucking all-star picks. Eh, whatever, fuck uh, it. We're already halfway through that. I told him to pause it in the first five seconds. You're right. You're right. Listen to it. So, so you, you, now that you've re- naughty, very naughty. <laughs> now that you've rejoined us. Um, yeah. Evan Mobley, 16 and seven, um, with, with, with the, uh, with the posterizer there and, uh, uh, Jared Allen, 10 and 10 doing his thing. Like, they're just solid all around. They've got guys on kind of every level uh, that could beat you. The one weakness that they've had that we've talked about is they don't have a wing player, but Chetty Osman stepping up tonight, well, looking like the best freaking wing player in the, in the league. And, uh, 
and uh, you know, he, they, they, they shot the ball from three, they, they got the ball inside. They, they've got a really kind of diverse offense and uh, they really hold it down in the paint. Like, I don't think uh, it's a coincidence, you know, uh, 26 and nine, isn't exactly a, a, a bad game, not what you call a bad game, but for Giannis, that's uh, he, he didn't sort of put his mark on this game. Like, like he can, uh, you yeah. know, in other ways. Um, and I think uh, the, the twin towers in, 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 uh, Mobley and Allen there uh, defensively, they, they really hold down the pain and it's tough to score against them. Uh, and, you know, one of the, one of the best offensive teams in the league, holding them to 99 points uh, can't say enough uh, about the job the Cavs did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, I want to go back just quickly. I think it's funny, you know, Rondo, you know, they pick him up after the, the Ricky Rubio injury. Yeah. Uh, he goes down for the season uh, and they get pretty much the closest you could pretty much get to, you know, how he, he plays the game. Uh, yeah you know, Lori Markinen, he's going to be out for another week or so. Uh, yeah, without and, then they, and then who do they call up to go and get some buckets for them? Who else? But Dean Wade. Dean. I mean, it's so weird to me. I, I, I really do feel like they have a perfect system right now yeah. in, in Cleveland and they're just interchanging the, the closest replacement. Like literally you switch out a seven footer that shoots threes at small forward for a near seven footer that shoots yeah. threes. You switch out a guy who's a pure playmaker, doesn't want to do anything else, but get 20 assists a night for another guy who wants to do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, I got to commend the the coaching staff and everyone, uh, the front office in, in Cleveland that they, they know what they want and it's working, man. It's uh, yeah, they, yeah. they found a winning formula there. Uh, obviously, you know, Giannis. Yeah. I think he made more of an impact uh, post game eating wings. Yeah. <laughs> saying that they sucked, which, you know, it's funny. You know, I, I, I love, I do love to see that in the regular season, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, taking it easy, but uh, you know, yeah, he, he, he was good. I mean, he was a, he's a fucking freak. I mean, what else yeah. to say? I mean, he, every single time I watch him, like it's the insane, the stuff that he does, like, uh, the, the, he know, goes the, in there and he bodies Jared Allen, who we think of as a big guy. Oh, and yeah, Giannis yeah. is just as fucking big and, and like finger rolls right over top of him. It's insane. Yeah, uh, I mean Drew Holiday also uh, a pretty whack game overall yeah. offensively. Uh, you know, and, and even defensively, like D- Darius Garland was doing whatever he wanted. He was making yeah, yeah. the hokey pokey out there at times. So I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it, it it's it does still feel to me that Cleveland could all in this craziness of the season lose a first round series. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be tough. That whole, as we've said like so many times, the f- top six teams in the East are all just kind of playing, you know, uh, grab ass with each other. Everyone's kind of yeah. going up and down, up and down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So regardless of, you know, if they don't get one of those top two seeds, they're going to be in for a tough first round. Oh yeah. No, I, I think it's going to be a dog fight in the East. Uh, there's so many teams that I think have, have sort of plans and aspirations to make it out of the first round. And yeah. uh, like we've seen in, in recent years, someone's, someone's going to walk away really disappointed. Uh, and whether that's, you know, Boston or the Hawks or other teams who you, ex- we expected to be better this year and have kind of struggled or someone like, you know, a, a team like Cleveland, who's going to have a pretty decent seed, but uh, like you're saying, is probably going to end up going against a, uh, in all honesty, like an experienced playoff uh, squad, like uh, that's not out of the question. And then, you know, we'll, we'll see how they handle that. Um, but uh, like they're, they're, they're doing themselves, they're, they're doing the best that they can. They're setting them out the, themselves up uh, in the best way that they possibly can, like winning these games. And I, I do think there, I don't think, you know, unless they, uh, one of their big guys goes down uh, and misses an extended period of time, I, I do think they're going to stay firmly in that playoff picture, mm-hmm. uh, not have to deal with any of the play in crap. And then, 
uh, in uh, it's pretty likely they'll have home court advantage uh, even uh, or, or or that's like a goal that they can set and realistically get to. Well, in this um, win, they leapfrogged uh, the Bucks to get in yeah. the third. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they're they're playing incredible right now, and we'll, we'll see again if they make any moves to address their kind of hole uh, at the wing spot, the the shooting guard small forward spot. Uh, they could really use another guy who can, you know, shoot, put, t- take the pressure off Garland a little bit and create their own shot, especially when the playoffs come, because I, I do, I do worry about them in that respect, like their half court offense. I, I wonder where they're going to go. Uh, you know, when, when uh, playoff defenses are locking in on Mobley and Allen down low and, and Garland's not going to have the same room to operate. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see if they maybe decide to package up some guys and, and, and get one more player in here. Um but at the same time, if, if they were to stand pat uh, and not trade someone like Kevin Love, who I've kind of uh, suggested, and I know you have too, that they uh, look around for. But if he's going to be playing like this, he's he's really going to help them. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, like he, he's he's he's. I was watching him tonight. He's got, or or uh, Wednesday night, I should I should say. Like he's he's back to old Minnesota rebounding Kevin Love. Sometimes oh, he's yeah, getting yeah. in there, getting his like double tips, getting Throw the ball, big you know, going, around, Kev. going back up. Yeah, he's. He's he's too long for too long. He's been uh, away from underneath the basket where where he really oh, made yeah. all his money early in his career, and it's good to see him back there. Well, because um, he, he really was like he was a rebounding guy that had oh, yeah. a rebounding big that could that had great post scoring ability, and it was like oh, but he can he's got a nice three pointer too, and now yeah, he's and then it's like flipped. a stretch four. Like <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, the younger generation doesn't know the the, the bald uh, Kevin Love man. 2020 games every other yep. you, you look up at that minnesota stat sheet oh he had fucking 30 rebounds like oh my well, the one Christ. year like, yeah he averaged i think uh it was like, a rebound champ it was like 25 and 15 it was insane yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he was one of the best rebounders or i would say the best rebounder uh in that sort of uh span of a few years there so sure. yeah it's good to get good to see him getting back to his roots and speaking of of big guys just on the buck side quickly i got to shut him out like bobby portis this year oh geez where would they be because He's pretty much their only actual big man. Like it's it's him and then Giannis playing semi out of position. <laughs> yeah, obviously bigger than him and and kind of playing out of position at the center. Though he still dominates doing that. But without Brook Lopez, Bobby Portis is their their really their only guy because you know Giannis is out there kind of distributing and handling the ball on the perimeter a lot of the time too. Certainly bringing the ball up in transition. Um, and then you've just got all your other kind of wing shooters and Drew Holiday and. Bobby Portis is in there fighting, uh, you know, scrapping, clawing, and uh, hitting little turnaround shots, uh, you know, in the paint. Uh, he had seven rebounds tonight, 22 points, um, and can still stretch you out to three. Like, mm-hmm. uh, he's he's been so important for them, a guy that was kind of a fringe signing. But I, I think they they have struggled a lot more this season without his production. So definitely got to shout him out in, in this one as well. Well, I mean, again, the, and they talk about it every single Bucks broadcast, but, uh, you know, he's a legend in Milwaukee now after oh, that, yeah. that finals run, uh, yeah. uh, you know, Bobby for mayor. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's always nice to see those cult, uh, cult favorite fan, uh, fan favorites yeah, uh, oh, yeah. at, at each team. And I mean, if we're being real, yeah. Even when Brooke Lopez comes back, like he'll be starting the game. So he'll take the tip off or whatever. Uh, but other than that, I mean, Bobby Portis will be in that death lineup when it comes down, you know, the uh, NBA yeah. finals, two minutes to go in a close game, you know, he Brooks not going to be on the court. It's going to be Bobby. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and rightfully so. So uh, nice to see him kind of work uh, his career out after, you know, uh, uh, an interesting time in uh, Chicago. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> uh, uh, Nicolo. Yeah. 
Uh, broke his face. Crazy. Uh, yeah, but sent, him, were, sent him to Barcelona or wherever he's playing right now. Yeah, then, then he request. Then yeah, then they traded Miritich to the Pelicans. Then he went to the. Yeah. Uh, Shaved his face, looked really weird. He retired, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Signed uh, a big contract in Europe. Yeah, like, yeah. Shout out Nicola. Uh, yeah, I wonder what he's up to these days. Hopefully, <laughs> hope, hope he's doing well. Um, uh, a crazy, crazy game. Also, Wednesday night. Wednesday night had a lot of great games. Actually, I mean, it was yeah. tough to choose what games to talk about. But this one, you know, I wanted to at least talk, briefly mention the, the the Charlotte Hornets dropping a fat, a franchise record, 158 points against the Indiana <laughs> Pacers. Like holy and, and it was kind of quiet like when you watch the the game back over like it's it's, it's like it's a half time and it's like a normal like a 50 50 game or something like where maybe yeah. it's like 60 it wasn't anything like insane out of the ordinary and then it's just no. like oh shit okay they like, got almost 100 points i'm sure the fourth quarter will die off it's not really close and it's like okay fuck it kelly Oubre. uh kelly Oubre just went crazy yeah. man yeah one of the best games of his career i mean a lot of it was garbage time but i mean the guy hit 10 threes for god's sakes like what, yep. what i even i almost 39 forgot kelly, i almost forgot kelly Oubre was even there yeah i know maybe he should have been my hornets all-star i gave it to maybe, bridges yeah. but i mean bridges, uh, after a game like that mellow triple doubled yeah yeah no, yeah, Bridges still playing well. You're right, and uh, Rozier had 20 himself, and mm-hmm. um, Book Knight actually had a pretty good game, coming in with 13 off the bench, and they they were just getting anything they wanted. That that's what you get, Matt, when you don't have Miles Turner, the best uh, you know d- defender in the NBA. You that you 158. That's that's what you get, and no uh, no Sabonis and, and no Brogdon as well. Yeah, so none of their good defenders. Uh, they're, they're rocking with freaking Tory Craig and Harris yep. Levert and. Uh, all the all these uh, freaking hey, Lance Stevensons out there. Shout out uh, O'Shea Brissett. O'Shea, yeah, my guy. Um, Lance had his classic uh, like fucking pass that was pretty. Uh, sometime in the first half, I don't remember what it was like a his 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 pretty easy pass to make. Some a pass any normal person would make, but then throws his ar- right arm up in the air as if he's done something really cool and like <laughs> uh, you know dances a little bit and and goes back. I think it did lead to a basket, but. Nevertheless, uh, all of his uh, theatrics still couldn't get it done for the Pacers. And, uh, I mean, it's not like Charlotte was playing much defense either. 126 given up to, to the Pacers. This is like back in the, uh, the 80s uh, style basketball uh, when, when, yeah, people just ran amok. No defense was played at all. And um, this was kind of reminiscent of that. And freaking the, the, the Pacers uh, on their side, they had, uh, what they have? Eight guys in double figures, like uh, all of their starters and then three guys off the bench. Yeah. Um, and uh, a few more guys with like six or seven. They really had a balanced scoring all around. But yeah, they, they just couldn't stop anyone playing no defense whatsoever, especially in that second half. And Kelly Oubre just going off. He had a four-point yeah. play, I, I believe, too. And uh, 39 points on the night. Uh, pretty insane stuff. You do not see this every day. Nearly 160. <laughs> Well, and, and I also want to mention, you know, as great as it is, you know, the Hornets dropping an insane stat line. They still let the Pacers without Brogdon, Miles Turner, and Sabonis score 126. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that yeah. game had it looked like a like a summer league game. Like guys were just going up for threes, letting each other into the lane for easy dunks. Like Miles Bridges had like four crazy dunks in the first half alone. I think like yeah, watching it was like like that's what I always tell people. I would rather watch a defensive game. Like at least it's good defense. Yeah, uh, yeah. then watch, you know, an, uh, like a game like this, where it's just, nobody plays any defense. It's just, well, that's why no one likes the all-star. Shots. That's why like, no one likes the all-star game. Yeah. There's no defense. It's just but people going back and forth. Uh, exactly. 
even when you're the most talented players. Yeah, it's it's no fun. It's no fun when no defense is played. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, you know, the Hornets understand that that's not acceptable effort on that end of the ball. And they don't, uh, you know, uh, just start going, ah, oh, we can score 140 points a night. We're good. It's cool, guys. So we finally yeah. figured it out. Uh, you know, let, let uh, you know, let, let Plumlee, let him hang out on the court. Let him uh, do what he's paid to do uh, and yeah. get a little ugly down there and just slow that shit down. Uh, <laughs> but, but again, uh, a, a crazy game there. Uh, and now we're going to move on to, you know, another big uh, team. It's, it's in the same division as uh, Charlotte, uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, five in a row they've won so far. And I mean, I, I was really, uh, I, I, again, a little bit more insight on my, uh, my take from the all-star, uh, snub that I was trying to yeah. give, give to Trey. Uh, I mean, the, I was saying that the team wasn't good. They're still, you know, I think around 11th or 12th, but they are coming up hot. And if there's a team to get hot and stay hot, it's going to be the Hawks. Uh, yeah. you know, Trey young hasn't cooled off at all this year. He's still almost a, a 30 point per game guy with 10 assists. Uh, I mean, ha- having insane stats, uh, but a lot of guys have yep. stepped up in this five game win streak. Uh, I think when I, when I check the numbers and to be fair, uh, I don't uh, like Bogdan Bogdanovich has only played one game in the last five. Uh, so he technically is counted in this, uh, but seven players averaging double figures, uh, in points, uh, over yep. this five game win streak, like, uh, uh, Onyeka and Kongu, a great great pickup for them like i mean obviously uh they you know they hit that he was the, one of the draft picks they had uh, i think a lottery yeah. pick even uh and he he spends all of his time backing up clint capella they're very similar uh play styles uh yeah. kung Wu gives up a little bit more size but you know he's strong down there and i and he's honestly been out playing capella over this yeah. uh this win streak and uh you know he's getting a lot of fourth quarter minutes he's a little more versatile on the court so yeah, uh, yeah. i mean over the the win streak like how far do you think they can get here jordan and do you think it's gonna last yeah well i We'll see how long it lasts. They, they uh, obviously their last one was against the Kings. So obviously they were, they were going to get that one and uh, we'll, we'll see uh, how many good teams they can beat. Cause I think that's uh, going to be the measure of them, even f- for themselves. Like they, when they, during this winning streak, they, they beat the bucks to kick it off. Sure. Um, and that's, that's a good win, but you know, you, you got to measure yourself against, you know, good competition. So I, I'm not sure it really depends too, because uh like like we mentioned a little bit off camera like john collins is in trade talks now we don't know what other moves the hawks are going to ultimately make and i don't know how that's going to affect sort of the play of their guys and the chemistry of the team because i still think they could use another con uh consolidation trade like they yeah they yeah. sent uh reddish to new york that's fine but they didn't really get anyone back like they got Knox back and and a pick like that there's no one Knox that's really gonna done like 10 minutes per game kind of shit like yeah doing same as what they did with the knicks yeah, well, exactly. And so, but I still think whether or not you trade John Collins, let's say hypothetically you don't, you've got Trey Young and you've got John Collins, but all these wing guys, like they're too, it's too much of a jumble. They're they're It's too hard to know which one to play when, like it's, it's, it's just sure. too much of a headache. Like, and you, you don't need all of them between freaking uh, Hunter and Bogdanovich and uh, Lou Williams is not really playing as much this year, but you've got uh, even Delon Wright sitting on their bench. You've got Danilo Gallinari, who uh, once again, uh, at this point of, is, of his career, is such a defensive liability. It's hard to justify playing yeah. him. But you've, you've got these guys um, that, I, yeah, I really think specifically for the Hawks. And their GM came out, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Pritchard, or is it Pritchard or Pritchard? Something like, something like, so. that. Something that, that is like Pritchard, Kevin Pritchard. Uh, came out uh, a while ago saying, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, maybe it was a mistake to bring all these back. <laughs> these guys back 
Uh, he's definitely not scared to sort of put these guys in trade talks and, and shop around. So uh, I, I, I do think that's really going to affect the way that the rest of the season plays out. Cause if they don't make a big move, I, I, I think one honestly is really needed for them uh, or not even a big move, but any sort of move to uh, help kind of galvanize them a little bit. Cause I think it's just been kind of a stale season, like a season where they've, uh, honestly not look like they'd love playing uh, with each other that much. Like that, that things have just been kind of messy. Nothing has kind of just worked out and uh, you know, gone in their favor so far. And uh, I, I think making a move, even just to sort of get things fresh, shake things up a little bit would, would really help them because um, uh, as much, you know, as well as they're playing right now, I still, they're still in 12th. They've still got a lot of ground to make up. And if they, are in the play-in and then at best sneak into the bottom of the East in the playoffs. Like they're going to get beat by Brooklyn. They're going to get beat by Milwaukee. They're going to get beat probably by even Chicago. Although that would be a pretty close series if, if Atlanta really got up, uh, you know, to, to play and, and played some good defense uh, like they kind of found uh, in, in the playoffs last year. But uh, yeah, I, I just really think of all the teams of all the kind of uh, aspiring playoff teams. I, I think they could really, uh, they could really use a, another guy and they're one of the few teams equipped to make a trade for another guy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, the, the wing depth is, is insane, but, uh, again, the guy who's really been thrown around, even though he got the big contract, uh, you know, John Collins has been really involved in yeah. trade talks. Uh, it's been reported now, uh, like officially, uh, by some, you know, credentialed guys, uh, I'm believe I'm, I'm blanking on the name, uh, but believe me, it's legit. Uh, <laughs> uh, you just got to take the word for it. Uh, reported by me, Matt Eichhorn and big dog ball talk, uh, enterprises. <laughs> um, but John Collins in a, uh, the return that the Atlanta Hawks is, are looking for right now is a starter and a, uh, a, a, a nice looking first. So, yeah. you know, we're, we're, I would assume that would mean uh, it has to be a minimum of like a top 10, maybe top eight pick. Uh, yeah. And for a lot of those teams, like I, I briefly looked at it earlier when I, when I saw the the report and I mean, like, some of these teams, sure, they could take them on. Uh, like, I mean, Orlando, if you wanted to, to you know, take a chance on John Collins. I mean, tech, he could fit well there. I mean, uh, you know, pair him up uh, around John Collins and, you know, maybe get uh, one of those guards to, to move more to the bench. Uh, you, could, yeah. you could send him over to, you know, the, that purple team from California, which I, I'm also just realizing now that that's way – I keep calling them that, but, I mean, the Lakers are technically also a purple team. <laughs> yeah, true, uh, Our but, listeners know. Uh, but same thing. The, the, the Thunder are never going to move these picks, even though they have a billion of them. They're never going to yeah. move them. Uh, unless you give them an incentive to, yeah. And then, like, the Rockets don't even – they're not going to want to make a move. They're, they're perfectly fine having nobody. And then they have a Christian Wood down there already. Like they, they, It makes no sense. Yeah. So I think they're looking they're, – they're, what they're looking for is not going to be in the cards for them. Yeah, yeah. I – like I've heard his name attached, John Collins' his name attached to the Celtics. Um, and you know, the, the Celtics could, could trade away like Marcus Smart and uh, Jason Richardson, like, like that, that, that would kind of make the money work. Um, and Josh I think, Richardson. Uh, what, oh, Jason. <laughs> it sounded, it sounded, I was like, oh, that's a real uh, NBA player, I but wish, no, man. I'm thinking of the, uh, the, the, the dunk champ, the, the, the legend himself. Um, but uh, yeah, Josh Richardson uh, and, and Marcus Smart, which I, I think, uh, again, wouldn't it would just give the fucking Hawks another wing player to deal yeah. with? But when it comes to Marcus Smart, I think uh, Marcus Smart playing next to uh, Trey Young would actually make a lot of sense because you you kind of cover up the defensive weaknesses uh, that that Trey Young has with, with Marcus Smart, and he can be kind of an off ball shooter. And uh, I think they could make that work. But 
not the most enticing package really. Um, and then like, if that's true, uh, I'm, uh, I guess I'm not that surprised because I think they've definitely been underwhelmed with Collins this season, kind of a sure. classic, classic story of a guy who signs his big deal and then maybe doesn't quite try as hard. Doesn't put the effort, uh, in that, that people do in a contract year, but, uh, like watching their connection that they had last year, like when Collins freaking skied for that alley oop uh, over top of Embiid to to seal that game in Philly. Like I I, I watched uh, those two guys thinking like they they could be one of the next uh, big duos in the league for years for sure. to come. Because and, they, and uh, their play set just their, their play styles just fit so fluently and so well. Like I was like, this yeah, is a perfect matchup. Yeah, and like, but but Collins is 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 weird, man. He just he he he's not consistent. You don't really know what you're gonna get from him night mm-hmm. to night, and he doesn't have uh he he any bag. <laughs> well, he he can sometimes score inside. He can obviously he's an okay shooter, but he just doesn't do anything. He does he doesn't do anything that's like over the top for you. Nothing uh, on a night to night, and really not a good defender for for a guy who you're gonna want to be playing. You know, the four and the small ball five. Um, but, but again, like if you send him away for any sort of random starter, if that, if that's true, like who's going to be your secondary guy after Trey young, because like, at least with John Collins in the playoffs, you, you've got a guy who you can, uh, at least in theory, uh, count on to, you know, carry some of the scoring load, but all these other guys on the Hawks right now are, are just role players, like guys who are, who, who would, you know, be do well in, in those roles for sure. But there needs to be a second guy next to Trey Young to take the pressure off him. It can't just be him, uh, you know, with the ball in his hands for the entire game, finding shooters when they're open. That he needs one more kind of uh, guy that's slightly above the level of role player. So if if they're going to trade Col- uh, Collins for for less than that, uh, I don't think that's the right move. But if there is someone sort of on that level that becomes available, I guess um, he does, he does have a pretty sizable contract now since he's uh, you know he signed that deal. So it might be easier to to get someone. Um, you know, he can, uh, so who can kind of fit next to Trey young a little bit better. Like, I don't know if the money would work, but like, uh, would, would the Sixers swap Tobias Harris for John Collins? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I think you'd have to be a funny, uh, uh, funny reunion there for Embiid and John Collins. It, it would, it would, they'd have to make up, but you know, I don't think that would be the weirdest fit ever. And, uh, but again, I don't think the Sixers would even go for that. I don't think that makes them that much better, but no, lose uh, the like they, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see what the Hawks do. Uh, if I was them, though, I would I would keep Collins and and uh, package up a few of those other wing guys, try and get someone else in there, inject some energy because, like we're saying, we've seen it work before, and I don't I don't see why it's not working this year. But something's just kind of stale uh, there in Atlanta mm. so far. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, well, and uh, to wrap up the podcast, I mean, uh, we'll keep it on the topic of trade rumors. You guys know we love it uh, as the trade deadline keeps getting heating closer. up. It's heating up. We're getting there. Uh, and again, we're going to have, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have plenty and plenty of, uh, you know, trade talks uh, for the coming weeks, uh, maybe even a, a full episode. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah. you know, a, a, a superstar who was just recently traded, already apparently back in trade talks, James Harden in the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I, and it's crazy to me, you know, because again, they, they said that he that Philadelphia was interested and that there was mutual interest on Monday, let's say. I think it was yeah. end of day Monday. And then by like end of day Tuesday, it was like, oh, no, Brooklyn says they have no plans on moving James Harden. And it's like, I don't buy that. Because yeah. in the beginning of the, the season, uh, like end of off season, like people will remember, there was heavy rumors that James Harden was going to get traded. Or not, pardon me, James Harden. I believe it was Kyrie Irving was going to be traded for Ben yeah. Simmons. So yeah. if there's already that link. 
and Kyrie's back, you know, the part time that he is, I mean, obviously right now it's bad timing with Kevin Durant going down, but I honestly wouldn't say that, that, that it's out of the realm of possibility that if any team is going to, you know, finally have enough to get Ben Simmons, you know, James Harden might just be the the package that Maury's looking for his old buddy. Oh yeah. I, I think he's been trying to reunite, reunite with him uh, for, for a while, basically since he got the job, I think yeah. that's really, really the, the move that he wanted to make happen. And I mean, it, it makes total sense. I think Embiid and James Harden together is fucking perfect. Like, oh, we, uh, when you're talking about basketball fit wise to me, it's I- incredible uh, because James the Harden can flopped, coast. shit talk everybody. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah. But James Harden can coast all he fucking wants because yeah. we, we were seeing this year already. Uh, Joel Embiid, as long as he's healthy, he, he'll put up 40 and 15 and five blocks. Um, but James Harden, uh, you know, with, with the, the, the attention that Joel Embiid gets down there, he's going to have so many, he would have so many open looks. He would, uh, you know, have, have, have room driving to the, to the, you know, to the cup because Embiid can, can kind of, you have to respect him out there on the three point line too. Like I think their, their fit together would be perfect. Um, but what kind of, what, what I've heard so far, uh, the, and I know there's been some conflicting reports, but I think the most likely thing is that James Harden will try and make his way there this summer. Like, I think that's, that's kind of what, what would, what would go down. Uh, and I think that's more likely than a mid season trade here, because mm-hmm. I, I do think, uh, when, when you're looking at James Harden, Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant, like I, no matter what the reports say and how, you know, James Harden reportedly doesn't like living in fucking Brooklyn, uh, whether he's actually living there or in Manhattan, I, I have no idea. I'd be kind of surprised if he's actually living in Brooklyn, but, uh, uh, like, I still think they want to give this a real try again. Sure. Like, I, I don't think they're ready to just call it quits like that. Like, I think those three believe that if they're all playing and they're all healthy and on the court, that they can win a championship. So I'd be, yeah, I'd be a little bit surprised, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. if, uh, if one of them, like, especially Harden's just already, uh, okay to call it quits. Like, I really don't think that's the case, but if, uh, and I've heard people talk about it like in, in different ways, like if, if they have a disappointing end to the season and James Harden's frustrated, maybe Kyrie isn't able to come back, still a part-time player, and that's kind or of still over like the team. A or he, yeah, or he, or he just calls it quits. Like then maybe yeah, I, I think because uh, is James Harden's contract up at the end of the season? Does he have a player option or something? Uh, yeah, yeah, I is think that, he's still got one more year, but it might be an option. Oh yeah, yeah, it says two. Yeah, I think he's got another year, but uh, it's 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 getting close, and we've we've seen more and more guys can force their way out of any situation, but. Um, uh, even if it is for Ben Simmons in the summer, I, I think that's definitely a possibility. Even if the Nets win, like let's say the Nets go on and win, maybe James Harden says, okay, uh, this is good. I, I did what I needed to do. Now I can yeah. sort of spend the rest of my, uh, you know, prime here with uh, the tail end of my prime with, uh, you know, in another situation that's not so kind of contentious. Better future so, investment. Yeah, exactly. So, so we'll see. But I mean, uh, the, the Sixers right now, could do Ben Simmons and Seth Curry for James Harden. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that's, that's, I think that's still, I think it's semi realistic. And I think it's a win win trade, honestly. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because Seth Curry would be great for them. And if Ben Simmons uh, for the nets and if Ben Simmons could, you know, get over whatever mental issues he's having right now, which there uh, are no will, mental issues. Not, <laughs> hates Philly. I know. I know. Yeah. His mental issues with Philly. I mean, once, once he's in Brooklyn, he'll be fine. Uh, and you know, if he can come in and, play defense on that Nets team, you know, next to, next to Kyrie and, and, and Kevin Durant. Uh, I, I think that, that, that would work for both sides, but again, I just don't see James Harden actually wanting out at this point, which, uh, 
might just be delaying the inevitable, but, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, Jordan, uh, another fantastic episode of big dog ball talk as per usual. I don't know how we do it, but we keep doing it. Uh, we hope you guys have been enjoying all the content that we've been pumping out lately. Uh, I mean, again, uh, we put our special all-star Wednesday episode out. If you didn't listen to me, uh, before you are definitely very naughty. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I forgive you, uh, forgive you, my son, but you should definitely go back, check that out. And, uh, you know, recommend us to your, uh, your friends, your family, whoever, I, I, I don't care. Uh, I mean, Annie behind you there, Jordan, does she listen to the podcast much? I hope she's listening. Every, every every episode man she she's got it in her ear walking who's around your, who's your favorite uh big dog uh <laughs> number <laughs> one want big dog it's a trick question no no no, matt matt number one she likes miles turner okay I, he, he's a he's a big dog she, she's a big fan like me she hates oh, the bonus but uh between the you and i you and i yeah. uh she she normally with me normally she she sides with normally me. interesting yeah. okay well don't tell her you said my name earlier and right stuff. No, she's saying never mind. It's you. Nice. Sorry. Let's I, go. Hey, uh, that, that's a big that, that's a late dub for me. So uh, yeah. everybody, uh, you know, hey, comment uh, on uh, our our Apple. If you listen on Apple Podcast, comment. Uh, you know, give us five stars, and then uh, you know, who who do you prefer, me or Jordan? Let's get a popularity contest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'll put a Twitter poll out there at some point. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll settle this once and for all. Yeah, yeah. We'll just do a weekly poll. We'll give you guys. We want your opinions. Who's more handsome? Who sounds uh, stupider? Uh, yeah. Who throws the uh, the worst beard? uh probably me in a lot of those situations but um it's uh yeah it's been a blast guys uh thank you so much for all the support if you haven't already follow us on all social medias uh you know twitter facebook instagram we're pumping out a lot more content uh tiktok especially yeah do you want to see lebron's face on on matt's body Uh, because you're only going to see it in one spot one place one time only uh, and that's on the big dog big dog ball talk tiktok account go check it out it's uh yeah posting more on there soon I love that's I, what it I, is. It is. The I know. TLK. I love. I love it. Uh, yeah. And uh, one other thing, we forgot to do it in the last episode, and then the episode after that. Uh, and it's a little bit rude, but we want to shout out uh, our new, uh, the newest oh, yeah. member of the Big Dog Cast, uh, Mr. Well, Alex. Technician our, producer. Yeah, our new pro- head producer, uh, a very talented young man, uh, Lithuanian strong. Uh, yeah. Alex, uh, he's the lead singer of uh, the band. Excuse me, the band. If you haven't checked them out uh go give them a listen oh, okay uh, alex uh if you feel free and you're listening to this part hey get, feel free to insert a, like a quick five second sh- uh, you know shout out describe yourself but that's it has to be five second cap i don't want to hear anything else so here's your time to do it go now hello my name's alex i used to go to high school with jordan and matt they used to be better than me at basketball i'm better than them now i'm happy to be a part of this and hopefully we'll get them on actual mic soon thank you Okay, I hope Alex did a good job uh, describing yeah. himself. And uh, <laughs> you, you probably won't hear much from Alex, but we'll see. If you guys like the sound of him, maybe we'll keep this guy around. Yeah, maybe he'll, he'll do a live live recording, play some mm-hmm. music for you guys, whatever you want, whatever you want. He, yeah, he's, he's here to serve. He says some stupid stuff sometimes, but uh, I mean, uh, don't don't we all? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but anyways, everybody, thank you so much again for listening to another episode of Big Dog Ball Talk. I'm Matt Eichhorn with Jordan Flegel, and as my friend Jordan always says, uh, get those snow tires on if you haven't already. I mean, it's, it's probably too late if you haven't already, but my God, Matt. Uh, coming up out of our parking garage, up a slight hill. They have neglected to, to fucking plow that thing for days. Annie's van stuck like four different times, four yeah. different days. She can't get it out of the snowbank, man. Late yeah. for work. Yeah. Uh, out there trying to push. Yeah. 
you know, push and pull that thing out, out of the snow, it was hell. Get, get your snow tires on. We've got yeah. all seasons. It's not working, man. No, yeah, I, I, I wish that, uh, you know, the all seasons would work, but uh, I mean, as it's many, a lie. No, it does, it's a marketing it's, lie. It's like one size fits all, doesn't it? It's a myth. One size fits most uh, <laughs> at best. Yeah, you would know that, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, trust yeah. me, I would know. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, winter snow tires. It's essential, man. It's, a, it's if you live in Canada, like again, we have some listeners that don't really even encounter snow. Uh, yeah. I mean, up here when you have it up it's to like white, it's cold. Yeah. Slippery. Yeah, and, and sometimes wet. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it falls apart in your hand. Sometimes it's nice and firm. Uh, yeah. And that's pretty much snow. Uh, you can catch it in your mouth sometimes too. Um, but it, it's hard, you know. I, I just don't know how if you live in Canada, any, really anywhere in Canada, how do you not have snows on? And then, I, so when I was in Montreal, uh, if everyone remembers when I had that gloomy, quiet ass, uh, little beta male voice for an episode, because I was in uh, Airbnb with a bunch of people I worked with, um, I was in a, an Uber and this guy didn't have snow tires on. He's going down the wrong way of a one way. And then he oh, no. head first into a, another, like the rear end of a car when he's turning. And he like oh. slams on the brakes and we slide 10 fucking feet. The guy veers onto the sidewalk. The guy I'm, I'm taking the Uber with is like, like, this is my first ever Uber I've ever called. And it's like on his car. And I thought we were going to crash into like a pole. And I'm like, you're going to have to report this. Your very first fucking Uber. Yeah. If you're, especially if you're an Uber, you got to get this together. Get your snow tires on. That's a good. That's a good one, Jordan. Might be my favorite one yet. I'm getting pretty fired up about it. Matt, Matt's fired up, but uh, yeah, put those snow tires on if you want to live. <laughs>